Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. another edition of the hashtag Miranda show. I am your host, the Twitterless heroine herself, ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants, the most professional podcaster, the pop punk princess, and most importantly, the queen of soft style, million dollar Miranda Morales here with the first episode of the hashtag Miranda show for 2020. <laughs> We did it. We made it to another year. Uh, it's feeling like barely at this point. I don't know. Uh, we took a bit of a hiatus at the end of the year, but we are back. And boy, is the world on fire. <laughs> Before we jump into it, though, of course, you know, I got to introduce my co-host, the producer, the kingpin of the chairshot.com, the king of shit takes, the unstoppable one, the reverend. Greg DeMarco. Enough is enough. I have had it with these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking plane. Everybody strap in. I'm about to open the fucking window. That's what it feels like right now. It feels like there are snakes on the plane and we're about to open the windows. Yes. Yeah. So we are recording this on the night that is January 10th. 2023 which is going to be very very important for future listeners for future for what it is though we're not exactly sure yet so right now the wrestling uh, internet is on fire about the status of wwe there's too Uh, much out there for it to not be the thing yes i I mean gosh yeah there's there's a lot comings and goings and ultimately possibly a deal of the sale of WWE. 
we're going to be talking more about that um, later on in the show and really just getting our very raw and real thoughts on this as this information comes out. We didn't really plan, you know, what we were going to say about it. I literally just said, let's just talk about it. Let's just get on these mics and talk about it because and this information is so raw. Everything is so new. Uh, and the, the fire has started um, in all parts of the Internet, all the speculation. Um, it's just so much information to absorb and see and process. But you know what? Let's do it together on the hashtag Miranda show. That is what, if one thing we can do together is to process this information. So we will, we will be talking about that in just a little bit, but you know, before we get into it, you know what I got to do. I got to talk about impact zone wrestling. I Z W February 25th. In the year that it is 2023, IZW returns with Monster, the first show of the year, at the Horny Toad in Glendale, Arizona. Tickets are still available. You can find them at IZWWrestling.com and also make sure you follow IZW on social media at IZWWrestlingAZ. Since we've last spoke with you, there's been... Well, a few more um, talent announcements that have been made, um, including a Monster Rumble entrance like Boss Hog Marshall Zinn. Last year, he served as one of the special enforcers. Now this year, well, he's getting in the damn thing. So we are going to be seeing him there, as well as Pete the Heat has been announced as an entrant in Monster well, someone who has had a very colorful history in IZW, we will see what his odds are in Monster. Um, and uh, as well as a newcomer to IZW, Balaam Links, who you may have seen very recently uh, on AEW television, will be an entrant in Monster. So I want to start there. Several participants announced for Monster, Greg. Share us a little bit more about these announcements as far as uh, some, of, some of the people who've been announced um, for Monster. I mean, the field is definitely filling up. You've got, you know, the, the early announcements. You've got Charles Cassius, Graves, Jacob Austin Young is in the match. Pete the Heat, who's now been announced. Boss Hog. Uh, who made his professional wrestling debut in Monster two years ago mm-hmm. um, when we when they fought for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship? We've got, uh, of course, you know now Pete the Heat coming in. We've got so it's just it's just fun, and and we we continue to load it up with talent, and, and more is even going to be announced. And and of course, you know, not everybody will be announced. There'll be some surprises, and and we've got you know Navajo Warrior going one on one with Bryce Saturn, where the winner will get into Monster. We know that the VIP main event of Evan Daniels versus EJ Sparks, the winner gets to come in last to to Monster at number thirteen. So yeah, it's it's filling up, and and again, it's because. It's it's for that one shot, that one opportunity. Whatever the heck you want, you get. 
as as the winner of of Monster. You know, we've had uh, Evan Daniels who used it to get a championship match. We had Watson back in the day who used it to get his revenge on Mr. Classic in a ladder match. Of course, Magnificent, that one was different because it was for the championship as we were coming out of COVID. So it's it's the possibilities are endless and and someone can make Derek's life a living hell because he has no choice in, in whatever match they want, they get whenever they want it. So they've got to tell, you know, you, whoever is in the ring with them that night, they've got to declare what it is. It's not a, have you thought about it? It's not a, when will you tell us? Like the rule is you've got to declare right then and there. What do you intend to do with your monster victory? And, um, and, and it could change the course of history. That's why you always say it. it sets the tone for the year, right? We don't know what's going to happen. Um, and, and this is what's going to chart that path. You know, one of the major stories for IZW will come out of, of Monster. Well, speaking about the future, we've also had a few VIP one-on-one matches announced. Uh, we have Dante King, who will be facing AJ Hero. And Damian Desire facing Roland Steele. And these all four of these competitors are truly, you know, part of the future of, of IZW um, and hold kind of the, the uh, key to their future in their hands with possible wins in these VIP matchups. So, Greg, I also kind of want to talk a bit about these two and these uh, matches for VIP and a little bit more about, you know, what wins in these matches could mean for Dante, AJ, Roland, or Damien. Yeah, they mean everything. You know, they they mean opportunity, right? They're on VIP. It, it means future opportunities. You know, Dante is is doing everything he can to continue to raise his stock. He's attacking his own trainer and, you know, who's in a champion, you know, who's fighting for the IZW World Heavyweight Championship that night. You got AJ Hero who got to make his debut in IZW at our last event. And, and he's, you know, trying to find out a way to get into Monster and see what he can do and, and get that opportunity. And he's going on one-on-one with Dante King. Roland Steele is somebody who we saw, you know, last year, or actually the year before, at nothing to lose and then uh you know traveled and 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 went to England to train and learn and wrestle and now he's back he was part of VIP last time in a tag team match and now gets the one on one opportunity that he's been asking for um against Damian Desire who in Coolidge picked up the first victory of his young career anywhere not just in IZW so um again the, it, it's it's as we continue to gain opportunities and and you know opportunities there's only so many places on a card there's only so many opportunities that can take place and that's where you know the job of a commissioner like Derek Montia is so hard these guys have an opportunity to set themselves apart, both in what they do and, and in how they fare, whether or not they're able to pick up that victory. So two very big, very important matches as part of our expanded VIP lineup, which is, of course, moving from 30 minutes to 60 minutes uh, with Monster. And and so, um, again, just a great opportunity to see those guys in action and, uh, and, and see what's next for the future. And last but not least, a very big announcement in the women's division we have a series of two matches announced, but we don't necessarily know who's going to be in one of them. And that is because in the first matchup, we have Jin Savani versus Gypsy Mac, where the winner gets an immediate title shot at Bryn Thorne's uh, World Women's Championship. Uh, we saw it wanted dead or alive. Both Gypsy and Jin had the opportunity uh, to win the uh, women's world women's champ belt in a three way, um, and 
I mean, thanks to some shenanigans, handcuffs, and uh, Bryn's championship belt, um, and pretty much everything being legal, Bryn was successful. Uh, but now, uh, you know, Commissioner Montilla really wanted to give both of these competitors, Gypsy and Jin, the opportunity to kind of kind of be back on a more of a flair, fair uh, playing field. So. Uh, at Monster, we will have Jin Savani versus Gypsy Mac, and the winner will then immediately get to challenge Bryn Thorne for the ICW World Women's Championship. Yeah, it's a tough spot for, for Derek to be in when both women wanted a one-on-one opportunity against Bryn Thorne. Of course, like you said, at uh, Wanted Dead or Alive, they had their opportunity. It was a false count anywhere match. It was, you know, a situation that had to be changed due to travel issues. So they didn't come preparing for this match. Nobody did, including Bryn Thorne. Now, Bryn was able to pick up the victory, but both women, you know, Jin Savani handcuffed to the bottom rope, unable to do anything uh, and, and, and break anything up. And, of course, Gypsy Mac fell victim and to the pinfall, but not until after Bryn hit her with the championship. So all of that, you put it together, and they both want their opportunity. And I think for Derek... It's, you know, how do you pick, right? They both want a one-on-one chance. How do you pick? Well, you don't. You make them pick. And so, um, you know, Bryn, you know, having to face two people she's already beat, she is given the advantage where they're going to wrestle their match first and then they challenge her. And and, uh, and, and we'll see. It's going to be a tough road for whoever is able to pick up that victory because they got to turn right around and, and take on the champion who's been on quite a roll even before she, she's, you know, she's only lost one match in her entire IZW career. So, it's going to be a tough road, but it's what they asked for, and, and now they're getting it. Real big uh, implications, not just uh, in general, but again, specifically with the women's division at Monster. So make sure you visit IZW Wrestling AZ uh, on social media for. Of course, more information, talent announcements, match announcements, all the latest and greatest that you need to know about Monster. You can also get tickets at IZWWrestling.com. We still have second row VIP tickets available. Uh, Again, first time ever, second row VIP tickets available because of the success of first row. Uh, So make sure to get your tickets now. Uh, in the fear of, you know, selling out. Um, also, too, with VIP ticket holders, um, all VIP ticket holders will receive a free event poster that you can use for autographs from all of your favorite IZW wrestlers. Um, and make sure, again, too, uh, to uh, have your funds available because 3D sports cards and collectibles will uh, be there uh, usually with all of the merch and great items that they sell. Uh, so make sure to, uh, if you are attending, have a few, some a little extra money on hand because there's going to be some really cool items there from 3D sports cards and collectibles. Uh, but four monster VIP doors open at five. VIP bell time is 530. General admission doors open at 6, and general admission bell time is 6.30. That, that's the aspect that changed. So general admission doors will open at 6.30, with VIP expanding to an hour, and then general admission, the main card, will begin at 7. Oh, that's the big That's change. good to know. Good to know. So make sure that you are staying up to date 
on social media, get all your stuff. Also, just a quick plug, um, if you've seen on IZW social media, you've seen that some IZW talent are headed to the Red Carpet Rumble. The United Wrestling Network is back in Arizona for the Red Carpet Rumble happening this Saturday, January 14th at Bell Pink bell bank park in mesa uh so make sure that you if you are in the area if you're free to go check it out already announced uh, iz talent like the navajo warrior ej sparks uh charles cassis jacob austin young evan daniels bryce saturn gino rivera all announced for the event uh, but you also have some really big names there. Danny Limelight, Eddie Kingston. Um, you have Hammerstone announced, Colt Cabana, uh, Peter Avalon, uh, gosh, uh, Marina Shafir, uh, Reno Scum. Just a huge amount of talent um, announced for the Red Carpet Rumble happening this Saturday, January 14th at Bell Bank Park. Um, make sure to check out uh, Championship Wrestling from Arizona, the, the United Wrestling Network on social media for information on that event. But uh, again, before they get to Monster, a lot of our uh, talent from IZW have to go through the Red Carpet Rumble. Yep, and two matches that have been announced involving IZW talent. Uh, Peter Avalon will go one-on-one with Charles Cassius and in and, and, and a rivalry that's been brewing for a long time through the United Wrestling Network. And also, uh, Jacob Austin Young will go one-on-one with Clark Connors um, yeah. on that night as well. That's so. going to be a banger, yeah. as the kids like Big to news. call it. Clark, Clark Connors announced for an event in Arizona and will actually wrestle on it. So there you go. Very yes. excited for any fans of Clark Connors, but super excited to see that as well. And we'll be good. So, um, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Great event Saturday night. Come out. Um, the weather's going to be beautiful and it's going to be a great show for the United wrestling network. And, uh, and, and all of your, you know, many of your IZW favorites are going to be there as well. So but don't forget Saturday, February 25th monster tickets still available make sure to get them now time is ticking we will be closer and closer to february it's gonna get here before you know it so make sure you get your tickets now and don't forget to follow izw on social media for talent announcements match announcements up-to-date information uh ticket codes coupon codes uh to get um you know, some money off of your tickets. Those do occur um, pretty frequently. So make sure you are supporting your local independent wrestling organization like IZW. Follow them on social media. Buy tickets to their show. Buy their merch. Follow them, whatever it is. And something else that you can do, well, is to go somewhere to buy something. Go somewhere to and do somebody. something. Yeah, yeah, Greg. I, you know what? It's just better if I explain it, Greg. Go ahead, do me a favor, and wind it up. Time. Yes, it is indeed time for you to go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash chair shot to get your very own IZW and chair shot t-shirts today yes when you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot you're going to find a variety of t-shirts in support of impact zone wrestling and the chairshot.com you're going to find a ton of cool different designs and the options to customize these with different colors and ordering your t-shirts in any style including da -da -da, 
Microsoft style. So if you are not able to come to IZW's monster, or if you are just wanting to support IZW and the chairshot.com, don't forget to go to uh, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chairshot. There you can find t-shirts in support of the chairshot.com, like multiple always use your head t-shirts, the OG chairshot logo, and yours truly, the Queen of Soft Style shirt as well as everybody hates Greg. So why don't you go ahead, support us, go get our t-shirts at ProWrestlingTees.com. T-shirts are $19.99, but you can customize them. And for a few extra dollars, you can get any t-shirt in soft style. So look good and feel good by visiting ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. That is ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. All right. Well, there's nothing to it but to do it. Uh, so. As I mentioned early, earlier on, we are recording this on the night of January 10th, 2023. We are now uh, in Arizona time, which is right now observing, I believe, uh, Central. Mountain. No, Mountain, not Mountain time. I'm sorry. Yeah. Never Central, thank goodness. Never Central, yes. Uh, mountain Theater. So let's get into, we're going to kind of digest what's happening right now with, with WWE. In the full picture right now, there is a lot of discussion and talk and speculation happening, of course, throughout social media, online, about the sale of WWE, possibly being sold to a investment firm from overseas. We are going to go into that in a second, but let's kind of backtrack a little bit to just what's happening, uh, you know, over the past week or so. Um, really the news breaking that Vince McMahon is now back with the WWE um, in a leadership role, first starting with uh, the board of directors um, and now coming to fruition possibly more. Uh, and it was actually voted by the board of directors earlier today about an, in an executive role. Um, this coming on, again, through the speculation and through the stories that um, he would not authorize the sale of WWE or the sale of it any 
trying to find the exact words as far as any uh, television rights uh, to any organization in third party without his approval. And apparently the only way that was going to happen is if he was to be back in the fold on the board. Then what happened earlier today, we saw that Stephanie McMahon released a statement saying that she has resigned in her position from the company and no longer with the WWE. And now, as of, again, as of recording this tonight, um, there's been heavy speculation that uh, the WWE is has been sold, not even in talks, but the has been sold to an, a private investment firm out of Saudi Arabia. That's essentially the cliff notes of it. And I don't claim to be any type of business expert. There may be things that I have, have you know, didn't cover in my broad explanation, but that's essentially the broad explanation of what's happening um, with the WWE right now. Anything else, Greg, maybe to, to add more context to it before we get into a little bit more of the thoughts as far as did I fuck up anything super royally or miss no, anything? You, you definitely didn't. The only thing I would add is there was a report from WrestleNomics that came out yesterday. Well, I saw yesterday. That really detailed some of the how we got there. And it's really interesting for me because basically, to sum it up, the initial letter that we all saw turns out was the third letter that was really mm. sent in all of this. The first letter was Vince to the board back in December saying, hey, I want to come back. You know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to summarize because it's all legalese, right? Hey, I think I should come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's the board replying to him saying, hey, we think you shouldn't. And, and, and really, you know, thanks, but no thanks. You know, we appreciate your advice. We appreciate whatever, but eh, in official capacity, I don't think so. And then Vince being like, yeah, well, guess what? I still am because I own 80% of the company. And, and you know, and, and of course he owns 80% of the class A stock. Now there's class A stock, class B stock. And what that means simply is that class A stock has voting rights and class B stock doesn't. So you own class B stock, great. You can get dividends, whatever. Say you're a stockholder, but you have no say in anything. And, and Vince McMahon, and usually companies retain the majority of their stock so that, you know, takeovers can't happen and whatever. Although that's basically what this is. And Vince basically said, I own 80% of the stock. I'm electing myself back to the board along with these two people who, who used to, you know, be on the board and now we're no longer part of it. Three people got to go. Here's who it's going to be. Two others then quit. The board was down to like nine people or whatever. I don't even know. And, and that's where we were. Now, I thought Vince elected himself chairman already. So this whole unanimous whatever chairman thing is probably just more of a formality, kind of like the Electoral College um, is how I look at it. But uh, and, and but that so those three letters happened. So he tried to come back and they said no. And he did it anyway. And and then his own daughter resigns. Right. And mm -hmm. so she says, I'm going back on leave and I'm also going to resign. And it's like and I already said, like, dude. It's going to be ugly. Like, like, there's just no way this is a friendly, whatever thing. Like, you know, people are like, you can only imagine what the conversation is like around the dinner table at Christmas. I don't think there was a conversation around the dinner table at Christmas yeah. at all. Well, I don't think Vince is hanging out with family. So. And also another note too, about when Vince was originally, um, you know, the, the press release about Vince coming back to the board, uh, there was uh, news that, you know, uh, Nick Khan and, and Stephanie McMahon, um, in their kind of statement, welcomed Vince back and, you know, noted that everything was kind of 
going to be business as usual. So how much either they knew or how much they, whether it was a front or how much they really didn't know what was going to happen next, we don't know. Um, but that too is kind of a big spin on this, that originally the, the idea and perception was, you know, he was going to be welcomed back by the two co-CEOs. And now one of them has resigned and stepped away completely. Right. And even in his letters, he's like, oh, I feel the management team's great, blah, blah, blah. Like, and, and, and we all bought it, right? Everybody, we were all buying this. It's going to be okay. And it's all bullshit in the end. It really is. And it's, it's our own fault. I believed it because I think I wanted to. Um, but like I was one in, in like when we would just chair shot DM group, I'm just like, Vince is coming back for the company. Like he's not coming back just to do media rights. He's not coming back just to, to facilitate a sale. Um, He's coming back, take back his company. Like, like this is yeah. what it is. Like when, when we were talking on our programs about Vince resigning, to me, it was all about control, right? It was all about, he wasn't forced out. He retired. He put his own daughter in place. He did all that stuff. But at the end of the day, I think he, it left him with a bad taste in his mouth. I assume what we're seeing tonight was he started working on that pretty much the next day after he retired. Mm -hmm. Like this is not something that happens overnight. It feels like it's happening overnight, right? Because it's happened literally in the past week and, and the major things happen. I mean, today alone, we literally had Vince's chairman, Stephanie resigned. The Saudi investment fund has bought WWE and is going private. Like that's the kind of stuff that happens over the course of a year, not a yeah. day. And and so Vince knew what he wanted to do and then said, okay, well, I can make this deal happen if I go back and be chairman and, you know, found all these loopholes with his legal team that was named in one of the statements. Like, this is all a plan. And unfortunately, because of ownership, there was nothing anybody could do about it. Mm -hmm. And 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 so pulling back to private just, just made total sense. Um, putting on a nice face and everything that Stephanie and Nick Khan and, and Triple H said – all that is great, but like, it just doesn't seem, I don't know. It, it's, it's, I don't know where this puts everything, right? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a very, we're often positive and, and we're often the, the, you know, it's going to be fine. And, and with WWE stuff, like it's WWE, it's going to be fine. It's been here forever. It's going to be fine. I cannot sit here and feed someone. It's going to be fine right now. Well, and another thing too is if Stephanie and even Nick Khan had really known what was coming, would they have made all the sweeping changes they did over the past six months? You know, like I think that that too is something that I think they came in with the idea that they were able to move forward with the company in this in a different direction still at the core of what you know wwe is but we've seen a lot of changes with you know the layout of events where they're held um talent in general and now it may feel like this big pendulum swinging back in the completely different direction one that fans wanted to get away from so with even the inkling that WWE may go back to the creative and product that it was six months ago is, you know, almost like a, a cruel joke for fans who've really been enjoying what WWE has been and 
almost mourning the idea of what it could have been with more time. But it also, like you mentioned too, Greg, another big concept or another big aspect of this is the fact the company would go back to to being private um, and fully, fully under Vince, even though, you know, the, the investors are, um, are from a, a private firm. So that truly leaves no other person, no other entity outside of the, you know, actual investors, um, you know, in control of the company. And like you said, it all is a plan laid out to be able to have that sense of control over this company to the point where it pushed out, you know, his own family. Um, truly, and it could be for the, for the, you know, last time. I mean, never say never, but to go through such a dramatic change in a short amount of time and to see even just, you know, how Stephanie's, um, resignation, how, how it was released is a sign that this was not expected, I believe, from, uh, you know, at least Stephanie. Or, I mean, she may have been putting things into motion, too. Who knows? That's just a crazy thing. Like, who knows? Maybe, I don't know, he very much could have sprung it all on him. Like, maybe today was his first day in the office, and he sprung this on him, and then next thing you know, she was like, I don't want any part of that. And, you know, this isn't why I came. Remember, she went on a leaf before she came back and became Mm co-CEO. Like, when he was... When, when he was, you know, when he retired, she was on leave. And I mean, she had come back when the investigation began, but, and she was acting in that position and then was put in that position. Like, and, and now this all for her basically kind of went to shit, but it's like, it, it's, yeah, you just don't know what, what's going on, what's happening. And, and like Marina said, like, it's literally Tuesday night, day of when all this information is coming out. Here's my thing. And, and, a couple things like that that just strike me as odd, really. Over the past several years, we had all these releases from the company, right? Cutting, cutting, cutting. And everybody thought it was to prepare for a sale. Mm-hmm. Now, we've brought all these people back. And and we've really added expenses with people being brought back and different investments in the company. And now it gets sold? Like, did we have to get rid of all those people before? Like, it's just so mm-hmm. weird. And and we did so under the leadership of Nick Khan and Vince McMahon. So it's not like, you know, yeah, they brought a lot of people back and those people are still there. Now, will that change as part of the sale? Who the heck knows? Um, there are a couple names that, that definitely got to be brought up and talked about. If the sale to the Saudi investment fund is legitimate, who knows? But um, that to me is really odd. Like, like we were supposedly trimming all this fat off so that we could sell the company then we brought all this fat back on and then sold the company. Like it just doesn't really make sense and, and doesn't, you know, and, and every, and all the people, like people in the know, people everywhere from, you know, internet reports all the way to like Conrad Thompson, who I guess is friends with people who know Nick Khan, say he was brought in to sell the company. Like, mm-hmm. and that was a thing. And I feel like the sale and the move to private was probably done purely so Vince could get back into power. And that's the thing about mm-hmm. all this. I really think this is all done because Vince wanted his company back and figured out how he could legally do it. And this is the answer. Like it or not. That's, yeah. That's I mean, like this, it this, this makes it feel like, you know, uh, a TV show, you know, I know there's been a lot of comparisons to succession, to billions, you know, to uh, uh, think about, you know, these really 
intricate dramas that revolve around the world of business, especially a family-owned business, that it definitely gives that sense of sometimes reality is stranger than fiction. And for a company that is built on sports entertainment, on, uh, you know, predetermined things, it is what is happening in the reality aspect of it that, you know, for the most part seems coming out of, of left field that is creating this whole drama around the company. It's crazy, right? It, it really is like you couldn't have scripted. A show to be this. You could, um, yeah, not this dramatic. So here we are. So let me kind of throw this this situation out because it's really interesting to think about. Triple H has been over creative since July, right? And, and was, was put in position and named chief content officer. So here we are. But let's think about before July, right? Let's give it a year or so before July. Could you only imagine the conversations that Triple H and Stephanie were probably having, given the fact the family's probably fractured anyway and and is not, you know, everyone always thought the family was fine behind the scenes, except maybe Linda, obviously, but now, and you know, and Shane got out a long time ago and would come back and would leave. Pillow talk is something where, where you talk about your goals, you talk about what could be, you talk about all that. I'm sure there were conversations between Triple H and Stephanie, like, imagine if we were in control. Imagine if this was ours and we didn't have to deal with Vince. The things we could do, the quality of life people could have, the way we could book our talent, the way events could run. Stephanie would be like, oh, and, you know, I could run the brand and you could do creative, blah, 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 blah. Fast forward to July, they get to do it. It, become, it comes true. Like, like oh, there's, there's this investigation. Maybe they were behind the investigation. You know, you get on the whole drama part, right? Who knows, right? But the investigation happens. Vince is forced out, has to retire. Uh, all of that takes place. They get it. And for close to six months, they're getting to do whatever the heck they want. It's going well. It's positive. People are supportive. Numbers are good. The product is better. Critically acclaimed. The, the casuals are still into everything they're doing. So it's all working. And then in a span of, what, 24 to 48 hours, the rug just gets pulled out from them completely. How does that feel, right? Like, how does that feel? And and we already found out half of the answer. But if you're Stephanie McMahon and you're Triple H, can you really go back to how it was? Can you go back from being the person in charge of everything to having to deal with Vince the way it was? Can you really do that? I can't imagine. I, I I can't imagine. It's also, though, I don't know, do you have a choice? You know, this is all that you've known. This is all that you've had. This is what you've spent your career in. Is there anything else? I think Triple H should start his own company if he wanted to. I really do. He's got the money. He's got, you know, they can sell their stock, whatever they're going to get from the sale. Like, like, like money's not going to be an issue. He was the one who put together all the NXT stuff in full sale, right? There's some indie running out of there right now. Well, that can be dealt with very easily. Um, it's also a bad indie that's run by Chase and Rance. If you don't know who Chase and Rance is, just Google it. You, you'd be upset. But, um, so Triple H could very easily, Use his, his connection with full sale. You've got facility, you've got production, you've got everything. 
Obviously, talent loves Triple H, so getting talent on board, not going to be a problem. They could easily put something out pretty quickly if he wanted to. Because like you said, if it's all he's known, if it's all he does, he doesn't have to do anything for a while if he really didn't want to. They got plenty of money. They got kids. They can do whatever. But like, I just don't think unless he's allowed to do creative and Vince really isn't going to get involved with that, which many people, including Triple H, have always said Vince would die in the chair. Mm Mm-hmm. I just can't see it. And and if I'm Triple H, I just, even from a be a man pride standpoint, I couldn't do it. I couldn't go back to the way no. it was. And I, if he does, I don't know if my respect level will change. If he goes back to answering to Vince McMahon, especially because this is basically a hostile takeover. If mm-hmm. the reports are true and we'll know by the time this show airs, we'll know. If the yeah, by that point, you know, whether it's tomorrow, whether it's sometime this week, there'll be there'll be more. And that's why I think this, too, is so interesting. We are just literally seeing this as it unfolds piece by piece. And yeah. so there's elements of this that we don't know and we may not, um, you know, who knows what we don't find out um, in this week or, yeah. you know, like I, months like, like I said with the Greg DeMarco show, by time this airs. Some of this will be old and it turned out to be true. And now I'm saying with your show is it has, it drops, you know, 5 PM Eastern time or whatever. There's so much that we're going to know that we don't know right now at 9:46 PM on, on Tuesday night. So yeah, it's going to be, it, it's just crazy. And, and what's crazy is that it all happened. Like, you know, nine o'clock our time is kind of when this information comes out between eight and nine o'clock. So that's between 10 and 11 East coast time. Like this is literally like a middle of the night heist of the company. Like Mm -hmm. it's just absurd and insane. And, and you knew something was going on. Like why would Stephanie resign? So yeah, yeah, you just knew. So we are going to be taking a quick break, but when we get to the other half to, you know, we definitely do have to examine if anything I've learned in all my years of podcasting with Greg DeMarco, a little bit about the wrestling news with a Z. So examining a little bit more in detail about what is being said, how it's being said, who's being who's said by to be able to see if we can get a little bit closer to the truth. So, Greg, let's go ahead and pay some bills. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com. So we are back with this week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. We've been talking about what's been setting the internet on fire, and that is the possible selling of WWE. Uh, We gave kind of the brief synopsis of where we're at, but let's kind of take a step back and say, how did we get here? Well, as I mentioned, the storm that is wrestling news. Now, I want to break this down, you know, Greg, too, about how we don't really know a whole lot of anything yet. Um, we only know what's been being shared by, you know, sources all over the, the Internet 
primarily, if not anything, associated just with wrestling news. So, you know, there has been some news more released as far as legitimate news that was shared about a week ago. I think a little bit less by CNBC about JP Morgan uh, working with WWE on the possible sale. And that's really one of the only more, uh, I, I would say, established news sources reporting on this. Everything else has been, you know, kind of the usual suspects. So how possible is it that there's, you know, maybe nothing happening and, and we're all kind of in this tailspin because as wrestling fans, we can't, we put so much worth into what we hear from kind of our, our regular wrestling news sources. But also on the flip side, is it possible that they do know more than they're saying or know more? Um, and, and if so, though, why are we hearing this from, again, more of the a more established news sites like CNBC, the Wall Street Journal, kind of more of the mainstream sources that we've become come to kind of rely on for a, a lot of the news that then gets reported by by wrestling news sources. Yeah, it's interesting. And and it, the, the initial report comes from um, Steve Muehlhausen, who works for DAZN. And, um, and he initially said that, you know, WWE has been sold to Saudi Arabia's public investment fund. The company will go back to being private. Unknown if Vince McMahon will return to head of creative, but it's expected by some people. And a lot of people are going crazy because they're unable to confirm, right? So when you hear news like this, if you're if you're Sean Ross Sapp, if you're Mike Johnson, even if you're Dave Meltzer, you're going to go and you're going to try to confirm this information with somebody. And nobody's been able to do that. Now, DAZN is, is a media company, and so they may have you know access to information that others don't have because – you know, that's part of the thing. If you think about like they're as good as wrestling news can be, and sometimes they can be, and, and sometimes they can get things right. They're still hearing things and trying to confirm them from within the company. The zone is a media entity outside of the world of professional wrestling. And while they deal in a lot of combat sports and all of that, it's their connections are going to be different. And so Steve Muehlhausen doesn't break a lot of news, but when he does, I've never seen him be wrong. So it, it's, you know, who knows? And I think it's cause, you know, the wrestling news with a Z, with an S, whatever, they're the ones usually breaking this stuff. So they're also kind of freaking out because they don't know. And usually they do know. And so I don't think they know. I really don't. I don't think they, they know. Cause if they did know, they'd be saying something because they don't want to get scooped. So, cause it's their job. It's their job to know and be right. Who knows? The stock market opens at 9.30 tomorrow morning. If you're WWE and you're being sold to a private company and no longer going to be a publicly traded company, that's a big bit of information that needs to be released publicly because mm -hmm. that's, you know, you can't sell stock if you've been sold and, and, you know, buying stock, like what would they do? The stock price, like all that stuff would, would have. So I would venture that we're going to know something by 9.30 Eastern time tomorrow morning because of the, the possibility of selling stocks. So there's a good chance with us being on mountain time, when we wake up in the morning, there will be something known, whether this is accurate or not. Yeah, that's kind of where really, I, think, I think it is. But we do know Stephanie a, stepped down because she told us that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. She told us that that has been released. That's also been shared on WWE social media. 
at Ueno. So again, there are pieces to it that's heavily looking and implying that this could be right. But again, like you mentioned, nothing's been uh, confirmed. And you bring up a really good point about what this implies for the public shareholders. Um, you know, if something has happened that they, you know, need to know and, and company infrastructure would change dramatically um, in, in such a short amount of time. But again, wrestling in general, too, is in a very interesting spot where outside of, you know, more again, mainstream news sources, you also have this internal community that fans and gravitate towards um, that, as we've talked about many times on this show, on the Greg DeMarco show, can lead fans to believe things that are not real or a version of the truth. Um, And that, again, not to say that that's this in this case at all, but I think that it's an additional caveat to this whole story where so much misinformation could could come out or just blatant lies of just people hearing things from someone or or hearing things that someone else posted that then makes this a lot more complicated for fans to process. And even I'm sure for actual news sources to actually go through. And I'm sure they're working on it. I'm sure those legit news sources are working on it right now because they want to know. They want to be able to report. I'm sure the financial news sources are working on it. WWE has been a big financial news source. I receive emails every day. The business email report is from a company called Charter. Um, And one of their big headlines over the past couple of days was about WWE and where they're at, what they've gone. They, you know, their, their revenue went into the, you know, uh, eight figure range recently, like, like, or no, I don't know, basically bigger revenue numbers than ever, bigger profit numbers than ever, all that stuff. Like they are a big business. What their stock price has done recently, they were the hottest stock, I think on Friday. Um, and then hottest stock means just what, at how much it's jumped in terms of the percentage, like of all the stocks, they were the hottest. They were the, the one that if you got into, it was, it was the best. Um, if you owned, you made the most money and, and all of that. So there, yeah, they've been all over the news from a financial perspective and a business perspective. So I guarantee you this will be bigger news tomorrow. This news dropped at like 10 o'clock Eastern time. Now the news cycle has changed with the world of social media, but at the same time, some of it's not going to be able to be confirmed and reported till the morning. Um, but we'll know by the time you listen to this, yes, by the time you listen times, to this, you'll know this if it was all a waste of time or not. Yes. Who knows? But Hey, we can't live. You can't live in the past and we can't live in the future. So we just got to live in the now. Oh. Yeah, we, we haven't figured out either a bit of time travel yet. Like back to the future That's was true. really just a movie and, and it really was um, all of them. Even the sequels, they were all just movies. There are DeLoreans in the world, but they don't actually time travel. They don't. Even if you get to 88 miles an hour, even if you get to to, 191 gigawatts or whatever, um, even if you figure out some way to build a flux capacitor, we're not going to be able to go in the future. And if you do, um, you know, I got got some good ideas for you. But yeah, it's going to be very interesting to see what happens and what it does to the wrestling business because – Love it or hate it, no matter what your opinion is of WWE, how they go determines how the wrestling business goes. 
Mm-hmm. Now, here's the crazy thing. If the, if the Saudis really bought it, like, I don't know. People all over social media are going to say they're done. That's what they're going to say. I'm done with WWE, blah, blah, blah. It's done, right? Most of their audience is casual. Mm-hmm. Most of their audience is not the internet wrestling community. Most of their audience is not wrestling Twitter. If the Saudis bought the NFL, it'd still be huge. Like, and they own one team already. It's called the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, that guy also owns AEW. But it's, you know. Yeah, yeah. They're just by coincidence. Yeah. Pure but, coincidence. but it's also but it's also a little bit of the you know, the pot calling the kettle black, you know. Oh, fans yeah, that would that would wait till tomorrow, my boycott, God. you know may yeah. not either don't understand or are just kind of blatantly hypocritical about you know that for whether that be political reasons or not now what it means for the for for the product itself though i think that's truly what it what does it mean i think at the core for those who are just wrestling fans and not associated with anything political it's the idea of vince coming back in a time when fans have been able to enjoy the product without him and him coming back in to make it in in his reflection what he believes it should be not listening to fans not caring really about fans that's truly what i think at the core it's about there's other things besides that again political uh other types of of business associations hell even religious you know that there's a lot to it and for fans and for people they may have their own their own connection to each of those. But I think at the core of it, it's fans who thought, okay, cool. Vince knew when enough was enough, especially after years of um, fans voicing their displeasure of the product and then having him come back at a time when fans have thought finally just more of a, a breath of fresh air. And I don't know if that would be the straw or, you know, granted we see Vince McMahon back on television even for one day, you don't think those ratings are going to go through the roof? They will. You, you don't think it's going to be the highest, highest rated segment of that entire night, if not one of the, the most in, you know, a year. Now, granted, we also saw what happened when, when he was um, in the middle of this investigation and the multiple uh, television appearances, and that didn't necessarily bode well. But it didn't, it didn't, though. Need- Here's the thing. They were still singing his theme song. Mm-hmm. They were still cheering for him. The internet backlash was one thing, but in the arena, it was still positively received. And that's, there were some boos, of course, but like John Cena gets more boos than, than Vince was getting when, when he was coming out in those arenas. Given what we know and what we assume about the ego of Vince McMahon and that being what's behind all this, I mean, I'd be shocked if he didn't show back up on television if all this is mm-hmm. true. Because you know he wants to rub it in people's faces. That's what he does. That's why he was appearing on television during the investigation. And if you think about with the board and everything else, he was doing that in the face of his own company. The people in his own company who were, who were doing this to him. Like, you go back. Like, this is just a vengeful, egotistical person who's doing all of this. And they have the power to do it. It's just absolutely crazy. And, and it's just absolutely absurd in some ways. And... Who knows what tomorrow is going to look like? Like, literally, we were joking on the Greg DeMarco show, and I asked a question, and it seems like a dumb question now. 
I predicted that Vince McMahon will be back over creative by WrestleMania. That was before the sale stuff came out. Now I think it'll be back over before Royal Rumble, probably. Yeah. Like, it's just silly and crazy how quickly it's all gone down. But, like, and, and with the Saudi thing, like, yeah, there'll be some initial backlash, but I think it'll die down. But it's like, what does this mean for the women in the company? Does it mean anything? Because the Saudis own way more than people think. If you're listening to this on an iPhone, you have no idea how much money they have invested in Apple. They have, they're like, like, you know, one of the bigger owners of Apple. The Saudis are like, they have invested in almost all of our technology companies. They, the only reason that they started Live Golf was because they couldn't get involved with PGA Tour. And most of the PGA sponsors have heavy backing from the Saudis. Like, we just don't focus on it because we don't really know. But if you really dug mm-hmm. in, you'd see there's Saudi money everywhere. Everybody's taking Saudi money because it's easy money and businesses exist to make money. Blood money, evil money, bad money, whatever you want to call it. At the end of the day, they don't care. And and that's so. So, yeah, we're going to respond the way we do WWE and all that. But like you're listening to this on an iPhone, like guess, guess how it's backed. Like, and it sucks and I hate to say it, but. It's the truth now. Miranda and I don't have iPhones, so I guess we can, you know, brag a little bit. But I'm sure whoever the makers, you know, Samsung and Google who made our phones probably also have. Our computers. Yeah. You know, whatever it may be. I'm sure. But that's the thing. If you like, it's it's still okay to like this stuff. If the Saudis are are what Vince is allowed to do. And if you choose not to because of that reason, you're entitled to that too. You're mm-hmm. totally entitled to that too. Educate yourself because you're still going to talk on that iPhone and and drive that car. But like, I get it. Like you're you're allowed to do whatever you want to do, but don't let it take from you something you love if you truly do love it. And and that's you know because it's still okay. But yeah, what's it like to be AEW right now? Like, you know, it's so funny too because Vince stepping down and leaving was horrible for AEW. Like it, mm-hmm. it showed that talent could go to WWE. It showed a lot of things. Now you turn around, Vince coming back could be the best thing for AEW, at least within their marketplace, at least within their yes. fan base. Um, yeah. it, they'll give them a little bit of a bump. It'll give them a little bit. They won't overtake WWE. They won't do anything like that, but it will help their longevity. It will help their goodwill. It will help them with talent negotiations in the future. Uh, it'll help with a lot of that. Um, but I'm really worried about the the female talent, the the women on the roster, and maybe I shouldn't be. And Sami Zayn. And that's the other thing, too. Like, Sami Zayn literally can't go to the Saudi shows because he will be murdered. And, mm-hmm. again, I'm sure there are Syrians who work for these companies that we've talked about. But it's just just the public side of it all. Like, if you're Sami Zayn, you probably can't keep working there. Mm-hmm. If this is all true, and you're in the middle and of one of the biggest storylines in the country. exactly that was exactly what I was going to say. He's literally in the biggest storyline of his career in the entire company. It is a very tricky situation. Again, there's there's you know, as fans, there's one set of implications, but you're absolutely right. There's political, social, religious implications with this that make it much more complicated than just a business. If you're the rock, you can't work WrestleMania. 
Your management team will let you do that because of the backlash. You might be able to work WrestleMania 40 because things would have blown over by then, but you can't work WrestleMania 39 two, three months after this happens, if it's true. Like, like from a public perception, you know, mm-hmm. that's, those are the things that I was hoping to be able to talk about on these programs this week. The idea that I heard today that I thought was brilliant, that if they can't get the rock for WrestleMania, that Roman Reigns could wrestle Stone Cold Steve Austin at WrestleMania. Like I saw that idea today and I was like, that's absolutely brilliant because he's in just as good a shape as the rock in terms of being a wrestler. He just wrestled him mm-hmm. last year at WrestleMania. Like you want a big match. You could do that. I mean, that's That'd almost be so much could, more fun to talk about than this. I mean, it would be. Yes. I mean, you talk about Hogan rock. I mean, that's, um, you know, that's a very, that there's some parallels there from generations there, you know, and, and I'm sure we could fantasy book a lot of stuff, but yeah, you know, there's so much unknown that makes that fantasy booking incredibly challenging to do at this time. So yeah, it's hard to even do like, like now we're fantasy booking the future of a company. We're not fantasy yeah. booking matches. We're fantasy booking a whole business future. Yeah. Business. Not because as good as booking business. Because personally. that it's easy to fantasy book when all that other stuff was there and stable. Now that all that other stuff's there and, and not, you know, we, we always fantasy book whatever is not stable. And usually it's storylines because we don't know them. Now we're fantasy booking business because the business isn't stable. We can go back to fantasy booking the company next week. Or maybe we won't. Who the hell knows? I don't know. But that's, um, yeah, that's crazy. It remains to be seen. Well, with that, I'm going to close the book on this week's episode of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Again, uh, make sure to follow and listen to all of the podcasts on the ChairShot Radio Network, which you can find at thechairshot.com. 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 Always use your head. Don't forget to follow myself and Greg on social media. Well, you can find me. Miranda Morales at the hashtag Miranda on Instagram and Facebook. Of course, you can follow the chair shot at chair shot media. And of course, well, my good friend, producer, the kingpin, the reverend, all of all, all of the titles that that Greg has on social media at Greg DeMarco 44. Uh, follow us, comment, let us know your thoughts on what's happening right now. And it could be right now in the future, which is not right now for us. So it would be the future, but the past. Are you really Somewhere fucking down with me right now? Are you fucking with me? Overall, just make sure to follow us on social media. Uh, follow the chair shot on social media. Follow IZW at IZW Wrestling AZ on social media. Don't forget to go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot to get your chair shot and IZW t-shirts today. And of course, don't forget to listen to all of the podcasts on the chair shot radio network, which you can also find on all podcast streaming platforms and TheChairShot.com. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Thank you once again for listening to this week's show. For Greg DeMarco, I am Miranda Morales. We'll be with you next week. And don't forget to always keep it soft. I owe. Yeah. Beko ha, man, saman, beko ha. Punjabi mein dekhi, beko ha. Jodi 
acknowledge me. You just made the list.